The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the fifth chapter. Once, while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Genareset, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet, if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. Then they came and they filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. While away on the recent ice fishing retreat, Pastor Schmid was doing some preparation for the sermon that he preached last weekend. He told me that he was pretty excited because by some great stroke of luck, the gospel reading that he was working on contained the single best fishing story anywhere in scripture. Think about it for just a moment. He's on a fishing retreat. He's up to preach upon his return, and the Bible story was all about fishing and fishermen and this great and miraculous catch. What could be better? It was as though the sermon was practically going to write itself. Imagine, just imagine Pastor Schmidt's disappointment the moment that he realized that when he looked up the assigned reading, he looked at the wrong week and had to start all over. My friends, today we have before us the single best fishing story anywhere in scripture. The story is simple, Trisha just told it, it was read a moment ago, perhaps you've heard it before and maybe you've even told it yourself. It goes like this, the fishermen had been out on the water all night long, throwing out the nets, then hauling them in, only to find them empty. Over and over again, they repeated this labored work, finally coming ashore in the morning, exhausted and empty-handed. And that's when Jesus found the fishermen at the end of their work, cleaning and mending their nets. And Jesus said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Now, Given the circumstances, it's completely understandable that Simon would protest, saying, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. And yet, in spite of the fact that they'd been skunked, 
in spite of the fact that they were not only discouraged but also eager to go home and to bed, and in spite of the fact that these seasoned fishermen knew better, the hour was far too late to go back out. Somehow, Simon agreed, saying, yet, if you say so, So they gathered up their nets, they got back into the boat, put out into the deep water just as Jesus asked, and there they caught so many fish that the nets began to break and the boats began to sink. To give you a little perspective on just how great a catch it was, I read somewhere that each boat could comfortably carry a half ton of fish. And remember, in this catch, After a night of nothing, after a night of nothing but empty nets, there were so many fish that the boats were sinking. And here we are, 2,000 years later, still telling this incredible tale. But, and this is important, this is only the first part of the story. There's more. As everyone was being awed and marveling at this great catch of fish, Jesus turned to Simon and said, From now on, you will be catching people. Did you hear that? From now on, you will be catching people. It turns out this fish story is really an evangelism story. I know. Many people are intimidated by the word evangelism and even more so by the call to do it, the call to share faith, the call to tell someone about Jesus, the call to talk about religion. The reasons are many. Some feel inadequate, as in, it's not my gift or in my skill set. Others think that religion is purely a private matter, as in, This is really not a topic of conversation for polite company or, you know, your faith is none of my business. And still others are concerned about being rejected or feeling uncomfortable, as in, what if no one believes me? Or worse, what if I offend someone? Here's the deal. When it comes to evangelism, the disciples are just like us. The very same things that make telling someone about Jesus intimidating today were true for the disciples as well. I mean, think about it. The disciples had this amazing and remarkable story to tell, the story of the great and miraculous catch. But who's going to believe them? I mean, you can imagine the response. Wait, what? You caught nothing all night long, and then you went back out knowing the hour was far too late, and you're telling me now that there were so many fish that the nets were breaking and the boats were sinking? Yeah, right. But I'm telling you, those fishermen couldn't help themselves. They knew their story might be met with skepticism, but they told it anyway. They told it without any embarrassment or hesitation. They told it eagerly and enthusiastically. They told it without rehearsal or practice. They told it as they knew it. They told it exactly as they had lived it. You see, they told it because they knew 
that what at first blush sounded like just another fish story, an incredible far-fetched tale, was in fact a God story, an incredible account of God at work in the world, a God story, the perfect bait for catching people up in the faith. Friends, you, too, are called to catch people, to catch them up in the faith. And you, too, have been given your own God stories to tell. I know, because you tell me them all the time. You stop me after worship, you send me emails, you tell me over a cup of coffee, you regularly share amazing stories of God at work in your life. A couple of weeks ago, someone told me about an ugly season she finds herself in. The details don't matter, but in many ways, she is in the midst of the worst things she has ever had to experience and endure. And then she started telling me about some things that happened many months ago, even years ago, and she told me, how she now sees in those events and moments that God was at work preparing and equipping her for this present time. She concluded by saying, so actually, this is the best worst time of my life. At first blush, her story might sound like a fish story, an incredible far-fetched tale. You can even imagine the response, perhaps these are your words, wait, what? You're telling me that those things that happened long before this ugly season were actually God at work preparing you for this? Yeah, right. But this woman knows the truth. She knows this is no fish story. It's her God story, and she tells it with heart and with enthusiasm. What God story has been given to you recently? How has God been actively at work in your life? Where have you seen evidence of the great and incredible and miraculous stirrings of God? Maybe you saw, noticed, recognized God when a profound sense of peace came over you in the midst of chaos, or when the unexpected happened at exactly the right time, or when a kind deed was shown you just when you needed it, or when you had the right words in an uncomfortable situation, or when you had the clarity to move forward, or I'm just trying to give you as many options as possible. But really, you know the thing that God is doing in your life far better than I do. So pay attention. Connect the dots. Because God is giving you amazing and incredible stories to tell all the time, every single day. Stories that you can tell with an enthusiastic heart. Stories that you can't keep to yourself. Stories that just might transform another person's life. Maybe Jesus' call, first 
to Simon, and now to you, from now on you will catch people. Maybe that makes you squirm, and your instinct is to decline and make an excuse. No, thank you, not for me, not right now. And if that's the case, know that there is no shame in feeling uncomfortable or shy. But please also know this. God gives you everything you need to draw others to faith. He gives you incredible and irresistible God stories to tell and a faith to recognize them as such, and he gives you the opportunity to share with those who need to hear them most of all. So the next time you sense yourself protesting the urge to share your faith, trust the story that you've been given, that you might respond like Simon. Yet, if you say so, and go tell your story. In the name of Jesus, amen.